Live from Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Slightly Serious Show. It is July 21st, 2021. Welcome to the show for those of you over on DLive, Podbean, Twitch, and all the rest, even if you uh, weren't able to make it live with us over uh, tonight on Podbean or Twitch or DLive. Thanks for uh, downloading tonight's podcast uh, as we're nearing. I think we're very getting very close to like 20,000 downloads of the show. So uh, a big shout out and congratulations and a big uh, well, a big round of applause for everybody that uh, downloads that. And, you know, in case you guys miss us live and all that good stuff, you can always uh, download a version of that. This evening or this afternoon, I kind of stayed home, kind of still feeling a little bit under the weather, uh, you know, uh, about four o'clock this morning. <sighs> the left nodes on the left side kind of started feeling like the right, and I just, uh, I'm just taking it easy. Uh, so nothing major. It's a little uncomfortable, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on with my body, but I've decided to just lay low, sit back, relax, and uh, not have to worry about work. So uh, if you, uh, Obviously, if you uh, joined us pre, uh, pre-show, you didn't hear me talking too much. I'm trying to save it up as much as I can for the show and continue to deliver the great uh, content that I always strive to do for you guys. But uh, anyways, welcome to the show. Producer Eric, how are you? I'm doing good as always. Um, but but I, I know we're getting some rain outside here right now. You might have heard a clap of thunder a while ago when I wasn't muted. Oh, very uh, as the as the intro is counting down. Yeah. Yeah. No rain is always good. That's something that, uh, here in California, we don't get very much of. We're like the desert out here, the desert by the ocean. Uh, yeah. Unusual. Uh, real Patriots voice says you're just getting old, just like the rest of us. Yeah. I, I, I um, it's probably true. Uh, real Patriots voice. I, uh, definitely agree with that. I, I am at the mid uh, stage of my um, life. And, um, and thank you to BP49 for that diamond over in the D live chat just a short time ago. Thank you very much for that, uh, BP. I appreciate that. And uh, I am working on, like I said last night, I am working on getting sound effects that will interrupt the show. And, you know, there'll be a little saying and all that when uh, we get uh, wonderful donations from our awesome listeners and stuff like that. Um, Eric, do you hear Pertwee at all? Is he, or do I not hear him, or is he like offline? Oh, there he just. I'm here. Up. Can you hear me? I hear you now. Um, you you know he was muted. He just unmuted now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I didn't even see your little circle. How are you doing, Pert? Um, I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? Other than well, I guess I know you already told me, and I uh, saw you earlier that you said you were a little under the weather. So yeah, I was uh, on another show, and apparently you and Honeybee poked in there as I was waking up. I guess, and uh, I guess maybe uh, perhaps the Congo was the big uh, thing going on over there. But I, I don't know. I've never done. The I, I missed all that. I don't know. <laughs> have you ever? Have either one of you done the Congo? I've seen it, and I've listened to Gloria Stefan sing it many times. Yeah, I'd, never I'd, done I'd it. Have to have, I think I'd have to have a few cocktails. What about you, Eric? Have you ever done the Congo? Um, not not sure if I have, um, but yeah. I'm familiar with what it is. Yeah, no, I think I, it's supposed to be like a line dance. 
It's some kind of dance. I don't know. Yeah, you put your hands on the hips in front of the person and you just kind of push your leg out to the side, take a step, put your other legs like a train. It's like, yeah, it's like a train. Uh, I, I would show yeah, you be said, but not the one you called. And <laughs> <laughs> not, not that kind of train, folks. Uh, yeah, no. I, I would show you, but I'm not wearing any pants, so I'm, I'm just kidding. Stay seated. Yeah. <laughs> Are you practicing <laughs> to be a judge? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, what do you guys think? Should we lead off some, with some positive news? We don't have we don't feature positive news very much on our show. So I was thinking you change it up. Yeah, positive news. Um, and uh, and happy birthday today to our our podcast friend, dude Sean. Oh, happy damn birthday! Today is his birthday. Well, if he uh, stops in, we'll we'll, uh, we'll find a little birthday song for uh, dude Sean. Uh, usually, he does come in and join us, but yeah, only yet. Be on the lookout for the dude. Apparently, he's on opposite us right now. Oh, very cool. Eric will sing happy birthday to you, just like Marilyn Monroe. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, me and Dina Joe and the old man sang happy birthday to him this morning, much like we remember Jeremy on Monday. And and then, of course, it's Lady Me's turn next Wednesday. Yes, Lady Me, uh, welcome to the show. She just popped in. Her ears must have been ringing. I was actually, uh, I, I actually spoke with Lady Me earlier this morning, and uh, apparently they, they've been having nonstop meetings and stuff like that. But I don't have very much inside information yet. She hasn't returned uh, our request to comments yet. So breaking news: I heard it has something <laughs> well, to do with um, this new thing called COVID. Yeah, <laughs> which one? And, um- you're, you're invited to the old man's podcast next Wednesday morning, lady me. So me and Dina Joe and the old man can sing you a happy birthday song. There you go. And uh, we, we're still waiting to hear about uh, if there's going to be a birthday bash. Uh, we're definitely not having it in Las Vegas because uh, I've understood that the city of Las Vegas is now mandating masks to be worn inside again, too. But anyways, like I promised you, positive news. Again. Yeah, positive news, though. Let's stay positive. Positive bias. We have plenty of, we have plenty of time to uh, get all negative. Anyways, yesterday I was telling you how uh, the Republican candidate uh, on the recall ballot, Larry Elder, uh, was not on put on the ballot by Shirley Weber, the Secretary of State of California, and uh, and I told you that there would be a rush to have a uh, a judge take a look at this, and by God, there was, and uh, Larry Elder has won his fight to enter the California recall race. Uh, the Superior Court Judge Laurie Earl disagreed with the state's decision that Elder failed to meet the requirements to run in the election. Uh, like I told you guys yesterday, under a new requirement, candidates for the California governor must publicly release tax returns for the first uh, for the five most recent years to qualify for the ballot. The rule was passed in an effort to, uh, to, by Democrats to force then-President Donald Trump to release his tax returns. The court struck down the presidential requirement but left it in place for gubernatorial candidates. But the judge determined that the rule didn't apply to recall elections. Hmm. I think I said that yesterday. And even if it did, Elder substantially complied. Uh, she went on to say, quote, I don't find that Mr. Elder was required to file tax returns at all, the judge said. The ruling amounted to a rebuke of Secretary of State Shirley Weber, who was appointed by Newsom back in December. So he'll be on, uh, and he's, by the latest, you know, <sighs> Gosh, I hate to, I hate to I hate to use polls because I don't really believe in polls. But the recent polling shows that that Larry Elder has about the same amount of percentages as the rest of the Republican candidates combined. So it'll be interesting, and that's probably one of the major reasons why the Democrats didn't want Larry to be on the ballot. So that's that's your, uh, I guess, one 
one little piece of information that I have positive. There's, there's a video I have that's positive as well, but otherwise it's just doom and gloom today. <laughs> Anyways, um, staying in California, uh, we've talked about how people have been shoplifting left and right up in San Francisco. It's kind of starting to head south down to Los Angeles as shoplifters uh, hit a, a TJ Maxx. I don't know. Anybody have TJ Maxx's in their nearby locations? Honeybee lives there. Oh, yeah. Casual. Oh, yeah. She, she's closed one down one day. I am serious. We spent, me and my son were in there with her, our son, and we were in there, I think, 10 hours. They closed it down. We were ready to put a gun to our head. Oh, my God. She did that much shopping at oh, but, but she got all of her Christmas shopping done for one year. Sexy. So it was a good result, but it, it, okay. it sucked to be there that yeah, whenever, well, now that I know Big Sexy's here, um, when I go shopping with Big Sexy, I just cringe because it's like, oh my God, how long, how long are we going to be here? I mean, I support him going and shopping and looking at beautiful things and wonderful things and uh, all that. But inside, I mean, for him, it's like going to Neiman Marcus would be like me being in heaven going to say like a Best Buy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah. Getting back to the story, apparently that's where uh, the thugs like to go shopping without paying uh, up in Los Angeles. Uh, two men in the Los Angeles suburb were seen on camera brazenly leaving a TJ Maxx store with their arms full of shoplifted items. Quote, they didn't even run out. They walked out. That's what Los Angeles Police Department Sergeant Jaretta Sandoz told CBS LA of the incident. And so that's really sending a message, he said, that we, the criminals, are winning. And, you know, of recent, you know, a lot of California state legislators have, you know, I won't say decriminalized shoplifting, but nowadays it's, uh, you know, if you go in and, and steal from a store, I mean, it's basically like they're going to get give you, write you up a ticket for jaywalking. So it's really not well, a very high priority thing. Wasn't and, it AOC that said they only do it because they need it? Do you really need to be, I mean... <sighs> We, there's a big difference between need and wants, though. I mean, if you Absolutely, go into a grocery store, if you go to a grocery store and you steal some grapes, or you steal a cantaloupe, a watermelon, or you know, a fruit or something to eat, okay, that might be something you you need, or maybe exactly. a bottle of water. But what is it that you critically need from TJ Maxx? I mean, a pair of underwear? I mean, I don't know. A lot of these guys are, are probably stealing it and then reselling it. And then they got their cash to go buy dope down the street. That's yeah. what they're probably doing. But anyways, here's the, uh, I'll, I'll show you a short little clip here. And, uh, and as you see, they just, uh, just walk right out. I mean, it's like they, it's almost like you think they paid for it. And, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, retailers and stuff like that, they're not doing a damn thing about it because they're like, well, we don't want you to get hurt if you try to stop these thugs. So just let them steal whatever it is. We have insurance. Yeah, yeah. Big Sexy's yelling uh, over from the kitchen. They even do that in San Francisco. But at what yeah. point? I mean, you have stores that are closing down like Walgreens because it's getting out of hand. So, I mean, I know what, the solution. What's that? You have a solution. Defund the police. Oh. <sighs> That'll fix it, right? That That's is what a, I've heard. That's what that heard. is a fantastic idea, Per. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That'll open some eyes. Prescott Bob says it's because of, it's because it's all because of white privilege. Um, 
I, yeah, I, I, you need to explain that to me, Prescott Bob. I, I would love to hear your your theory on that. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't see how people stealing, uh, sh- going in shoplifting uh, stores. <laughs> oh, most, most of the ones I've seen are pretty dark white. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, I just think, uh, I don't know, at what point, uh, you know, pretty soon you won't have anybody uh, be, you won't have any stores to go shopping. And then, and then Jeff Bezos could be more excited and thank you even more for uh, fulfilling his dreams to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> thank me one more time, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, fulfilling even more white privilege. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, also, we, we've talked about the vaccine so much. And uh, one of the topics I overheard this afternoon was how pretty soon, at least here in California, and you know what starts in California ends up spreading across the nation. Well, what would I, what would you believe me, Pertwee, if I told you that in California, prior to entering a bar, that you would be, you would need to provide your vaccination records? I, I wouldn't find it totally shocking, slightly, because out of all the states, I would say that would be the most likely for it to happen in. Well, that, it is. New York. Oh, number two is New York. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know what well, they're doing. I'm just saying if you told me, that would be my second guess. Well, I uh, don't be surprised uh, if you uh, come to California. Make sure if you want to go to a, uh, a local pub that you bring your vaccination records with you or your QR code because a bar alliance in San Francisco, which represents, I believe, about 500 different bars across the city. Uh, They are trying to get every single bar in the city to coincide with it to where you'll have to be vaccinated to be able to enter their bar establishment. As a bar owner, I think you would be giving up a lot of revenue. Well, that's the predicament that they're in right now because they want to make sure not now we haven't been told that every single bar in the city is going to comply with this. Uh, The alliance, the bar alliance themselves in San Francisco say that. They are not requiring their members to abide by this, but they are strongly encouraging it. Because, I mean, let's see. If you have, um, uh, let's, let's even split it up. Say there's a total of 500 bars citywide. If you have 250 bars that are, don't require a vaccination uh, record or a QR code, and then you have the other 250 that require it. Who do you think is going to be busier, yep. really? Well, uh, those 250 that are requiring it are probably going to go out of business. And I'll give you one word that will describe a situation. Prohibition. There was still alcohol available. Mm-hmm. It'll, yeah. it'll get there somehow to them. So I don't see what the advantage is of doing that. Well, some of the owners are saying that they want to protect their staff members. They want to protect their employees and whatnot, which, you know, I get. And you're probably there's some of you out there probably thinking, well, where do you where do you stand on this? Do you think that these businesses have a right to do that? And I've been toggling it over and over in my mind. And my, my answer is this, is that if a business wants to implement that. Mm -hmm. They have the right to do so. Yep. I'm not against them wanting to do it on their own. Now, if you were to tell me that the government's going to mandate these businesses do that, I am 100% against that. Yeah. 
But uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, Perp, maybe uh, if, if they go follow through with this, maybe we should open a bar in uh, San Francisco and not require any vaccinations. <laughs> <laughs> you could strike I don't know. Them. They'd be coming in robbing us all the time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because you can't shoot them because then you'd be charged with murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What are we going to do? But what do you, you know, there, there still is speculation, though, because all across the country, how the government is going to want as soon as as soon as the FDA gets their way and gets these, quote unquote, vaccines, FDA approved. I have a bad feeling and it's a really bad feeling that they're going to have vaccine passports for uh, many things. But at the same time. I think it's all right right now that it's optional for people. You can't, you can't, and it's kind of leading into the next story I have to talk about, which uh, you know, New Jersey hospitals fired six employees who did not get vaccinated. Explain to me this: How can an employer? How can a college institution require something that is not approved by the FDA? that has been known to kill people, that has been known to have long-term side effects to people. I just watched a video yesterday uh, of this one gal who was vaccinated, and she's like trembling, and, she's, and, and it's not a joke. And you have people that are suffering from these vaccinations, and the problem with that, another problem with that is, in addition to their suffering, because when you take, go to take a vaccination, you sign, basically you sign your life away saying that you're not going to hold accountable to the FDA, the pharmaceuticals, nothing. Well, that you know slightly, that this is basically a clinical trial, an experiment. Let's go one further. Now you've got all these businesses mandating a vaccination card. What about the people that for medical conditions and reasons cannot get it, such as Honeybee? She's got a pre-existing already had multiple doctors saying you can't get it. So what are they supposed to do? I don't know. Are we supposed to just exclude them for life or what? I mean, what do they expect? But you know, what about, what about, what about the people that are also that have received the vaccination that are suffering major issues right now? Do you understand out there that these same people, they're having problems with paying for their health care because the insurance companies are like, hey, uh, you went ahead and took something experimental. We have you're you're on your own, buddy. We're not covering nothing. What do you do? What, what do you do for, with those people? So, you know, you, you're, you know, for me, someone who has not yet been vaccinated, let's see. I can either go ahead and live my life, take my chances of con- contracting COVID-19. If I get it, you know, whatever I need to go through, my healthcare insurance will cover it, take care of it. And chances are 99.9% I'll, I'll survive and live to see another day. Or I could go take the jab. God only knows what could happen. And if I suffer consequences, effects of it, I'm on my own and I got to pay out of my own pocket for it. Hmm. Doesn't sound uh, too promising to me. And uh, it, it's uh, it's crazy. And, you know, with hospitals uh, such as New Jersey and I think uh, over at Houston Methodist Hospital also fired a bunch of uh, nurses and staff for not getting vaccinated. 
I mean, uh, I know there's lawsuits. I know a lot of these lawsuits initially have been uh, kicked out, and obviously there are many appeals going on with them. But at some point, uh, somewhere up the ladder, as far as the Supreme Court, if it even gets to that, uh, someone needs to stand up for human rights. I mean, whatever happened to my my body, my choice, or is that only when it's you know has to do with other scenarios when it's a, a liberal issue where are all, where are all the uh, my choice my my body my choice people at you haven't heard much from them lately have you have you heard anything from them anybody <laughs> they moved no. over to PLM. yeah they're all blm supporters now i just nailed it on the head <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right mike you're probably right they're uh they're all they're all uh over there uh, we're not taking calls at the current moment. We'll take a calls a little bit later. Um, so what do you think? Uh, does, you know, I kind of go back to the whole thing uh, on this one, though, Pert, uh, at the same time. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. A hospital, I guess it depends if it's run by the state or, or if it's an independent company. Well, I think you just got to do what you're comfortable with because, after all, it's your life. Uh, we have a friend who has a cousin that is coming down from Alaska because she's in that situation. She's in the medical profession. The hospital told her you have to have the vaccination. I think they told her by August something or other. I'm looking at honeybee. Uh, but anyway, she's like, I'm not getting it. I may have to change professions. That's 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 crazy. That really is crazy. I don't I don't know. I don't. It's it's a it's a very as far as the situation, the scenario that we kind of went over, as far as uh, a bar wanting to do that, I think that's okay. Uh, it's a private company. Um, I guess I would have to stay on the same board with that if a hospital is an independently run business, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yes. <laughs> as <laughs> it's just, as you know, it's a tricky ground, but uh, you're right. I mean, if it's a if it's an independent, privately owned business, then uh, they got every every right to make whatever rules they want to allow people to come in that front door. But it's interesting how in the, this headline, at least, it says New Jersey hospital system fires six employees who did not get vaccinated. Underneath of it, it says RWJ Barnabas Health said in May that employees, quote, at the supervisory level and above had to get inoculated by the end of June. Why just supervisors and above? Why not everyone? That's interesting. Well, because when they die, it's room for advancement, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that could be <laughs> got to leave ahead. people to continue to work, I guess. Uh, Real Patriots uh, voice says, what are we going to do when the start, they start the vaccination passport? I don't think that that's going to be a thing until at least the bare minimum, the FDA approves these as approved vaccinations, which I don't at the current state. I don't think that is even going to happen. I just saw something Mr. Put down there for an answer to uh, Real Patriots. It made me think. Just tell them, just like the absentee ballot, I can't get out and get an ID. <laughs> play, play their own damn game and see how they like it. Oh, my God. So you're telling me you're going to have to, as it stands now, it, it, at least if you live in San Francisco, you might need to show some ID to get into the fucking bar. But when it comes time to go vote, you don't need your ID. I, I guess. <laughs> evidently. Uh, Mr. Clean says, I'm not getting that life-threatening shot. Yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. And it, and it amazes me how they continue to say that it's safe when yeah. thousands of people have died. Well, slightly, is that uh, required ID going to pass on over or flow on over to uh, you're going to need to show your COVID vaccination to 
No, <laughs> that I don't know. I, 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 I've been encouraging Pelosi and Maxine Waters that along with their uh, heroin needles that they give out. I mean, you might as well, you know, give them the jab right then and there too. Yeah. But, but then again, I mean, maybe we need to, since the border patrol agents aren't apprehending all of the illegal immigrants crossing into the nation, maybe we need to, you know how, uh, what is it that uh, they do out in the wild? They like shoot something uh, at these animals to inject them with something. Tranquilizer. So we need we need to get vaccination darts, and uh, as they run across the border, make sure that they're vaccinated at least with their first shot. It could be it could be <laughs> like the game at the fair where those little things are running back and forth, side to side. You got to hit them with a gun, <laughs> right? Because I mean, imagine how many hundreds of thousands of uh, illegal immigrants are spread getting spread throughout the nation, and oh. they're all wondering, oh well, how is the how are vax you know. COVID-19 infections continuing to rise. You must be a Trumper because I listen to my man Biden and he says they're safe. <laughs> yeah, just like the vaccines are, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, illegal al- aliens are not FDA approved, by the way, just letting you know. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Uh, Mr. A says he'll mail in his vaccine report to the poll counters. <laughs> That's a good way and to get make, it counted more than once, right, Slightly? Yeah, you just make sure you mail it in twice so it counts once. Um, yeah, that's and make sure, please don't don't make up your own vaccines uh, uh, reports and stuff like that. That's highly inadvisable. We don't. Somebody on Haps TV told me I could do that one time, though. <laughs> they, oh, you can do it, but it's highly oh, okay. Inadvisable. Do do so. All right, and, I'm just checking. Although, you know, I, I think I mentioned it once uh, as far as uh, blank pass, uh, vaccine passports. I do a lot of shopping uh, with my industry as far as vaping and stuff like that, buy a lot of products. And there's a website. Uh, it's called DHgate. And they advertise the hell out of blank vaccination cards. That's <laughs> crazy. Anyways, don't do it. I'm, I'm telling you not to do it. Anywho, um, the CDC came out and said there's more errors. Is that a shock to anybody? Uh, a uh, spike in death reports following COVID-19 vaccination caused by a mistake. You know, yesterday we reported another type of error. And now the CDC is saying that there's errors in vaccination deaths. Uh, sudden jump in the post-COVID-19 vaccination death reports is correct. Uh, excuse me, is not correct and was the result of, quote, an error, according to a U.S. health agency. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Friday said a passive reporting system it runs with with the Food and Drug Administration had received 12,313 reports of death among those who received a COVID-19 vaccine. That sharp increase was the pre- was from the previous number of reports of 6,079. The jump would have effectively doubled the percentage of post vaccination death reports from 0.0018% to 0.0036%. But a CDC spokesperson told the Epic Times the number of the agency has displayed on its website is not correct. Quote, it is double what it was yesterday, and so it's definitely not, is definitely incorrect. We checked our stats internally, and it's only 6,000. Did you hear that? Only 6,000. Hmm. What, 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 like, I'll go back to what I said before. What if, what if we had people eating meat products? Oh, only 6,000 people died. It's okay. That's it's safe. It's still safe to eat meat, right? You think the USDA would continue to allow that 
uh, that meat to be sold on the market? I don't know. Would you buy it? Nah, it'd be pulled. Yeah, it would be pulled. It would be. It would have been pulled probably within a thousand deaths. But anyways, it's safe. Um, we caught it. We caught it this morning ourselves and noticed that it had doubled suddenly. The spokesperson uh, was unable to say when the error would be fixed. It would be. It's being worked out. And uh, you know the six thousand deaths of people that have received the vaccination, according to the CDC. In my opinion, I th- still think that's probably lower than what it realistically is. But well, that's what uh, I was going to say. It amazes me how we continue to allow uh, the government, the the media, and everybody else to continue to go out and say how safe it is. And uh, you you now have these same people knocking door to door. And a good friend of mine called me this morning saying that the county health department's calling them to make sh- see if their child if their child has been vaccinated yet. So the harassment's really uh, getting a uh, tick up in uh, priority. So anyways, we're going to take our first uh, time out of the night. I appreciate you guys joining us. If you have any uh, comments or anything, you're more welcome to call in right after the break. You're listening to The Slightly Serious Show on a Wednesday. You've been listening to The Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right. Welcome back. Does anybody have anything they'd like to say on any of those uh, any of those topics that we covered? You are, yeah, Biden sucks. Biden oh, sucks. We damn, heard? I thought I was muted again. Yeah, Biden. We haven't even heard. Has anybody heard from Biden? Has anybody heard from Kamala Harris? I know that there's uh, an infected COVID-19 and it's not a staffer. That's the key word. But uh, Jen Hackysack-Basaki does not want to identify who it is in the White House that is infected with COVID-19. We don't know who it is. Well, Mr. But, Speaking of Biden but, says that he was in Cincinnati today and there were protesters lining the whole route through the city. And the news said there were thousands of people along the way. He said there was a plus side, though, because he got off work early today because the streets shut down. <laughs> so see, Biden had a positive influence. Oh, there's always something positive about the guy. It's always positive when he he just doesn't he he just Posit- positively hopeless. Was that what you're going to say? Yeah, I, I want to be careful with the worst the the use of the word uh, positive. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, um, but yeah, I, I find that kind of ironic as well. How uh, you know you know if it was uh, President Trump, the news media would be like at the doorfronts until. They were transparent with who's infected with COVID nineteen. Oh yeah, but hey, <laughs> we'll sniff your head. Yeah, Joe Biden will sniff yeah, your head. Like, uh, Mr. A says he can smell my asfro. <laughs> <laughs> wow, now that's what I call being a little less white right there. <laughs> um, Mr. A. Uh, anywho, next story. Uh, is uh, this is a nice story? I like this story. It has about uh, it has to do with uh, you know basically everyone at least here in California and many other states across the country are making it mandatory whether your children have been vaccinated or not that they're going to be required to wear a face mask while they're at school. And uh, there was a school board meeting that got heated as uh, parents demanded the mask policy be dropped. And uh, you're all hypocrites, a parent said. Annie Palumbo told the Virginia Beach School Board on Tuesday evening. You're sitting here without masks and want our kids masked. No, we're fighting. 
The board meeting came ahead of a vote on whether students attending Virginia Beach City's public schools will be required to wear a face mask for the next school year. The board ultimately voted four to six against making masks optional. Adults have access to the vaccine, Lindsay Bohan, a mother of four, said. It's time to let our children resume normal life, see their teachers and classmates' faces, and for our children to stop living in fear. At least one parent called into the meeting speaking in support of masks until all children are vaccinated. Nearly 50 speakers addressed the board over the four-hour meeting. Quote, parents should, be a, should have a voice, Palumbo added in her address. My body, my choice. That's what we believe, and that's what we're sticking with. Another parent, Thomas Conant, told the board, quote, that's what your job is. Do your job and take the masks off our kids and stick to education. There was also an anti-mask rally held before the meeting where one eight-year-old said masks give them headaches. Quote, it gives me headaches, and when I wear it all day, when I'm at school, the eight-year-old said, it makes me th- that I can't see my friends smile and I can't see them talk. Sometimes I can't understand and I can't breathe at all. Anyways, there's a uh, video of this kid here, and uh, he's a 10-year-old kid and um, very inspirational. And that's why I wanted to feature him tonight and uh, let, him, let you hear what he has to say. So I'm going to uh, let him take it away and uh, enjoy. Um, uh, one second, I guess, I guess I did not set up something really quick. So let me uh, make sure we get that. Let's make sure we get that taken care of for you guys. And, uh, while we take this uh, brief moment to situate that, if you haven't headed over to, uh, our, our D live, make sure you, uh, check us out over on D live, please. And, uh, you'll get the experience of all the audio and all that. As we're trying to make it more hip, and uh, Pert, actually, while we're on that subject, you had uh, forwarded me something that, for those of you that enjoyed the chat over on Podbean, you could have the DLive, the video up and going, while at the same time continuing to see what's going on in chat over on Podbean. So That is so cool. That is pretty damn awesome, if, you, if I uh, must say myself. All right, so here we go. Ten-year-old kid fighting for his rights. Maybe. I'm a fourth grader at Felix A. Williams. I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long, and I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council, or turn to face each other at lunch, and we also have to wear masks outside at PE and on track. I love my school and all, but my teachers seem really stressed, and that makes me feel bad. One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on properly. It makes me feel scared. That same teacher yells at us having our masks down to drink water while we are outside in Carline. She told us we had to wait until we were in our parents' car to have a drink of water. She had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us, which makes me and all my friends very mad. This happens a lot. And it seems unfair teachers take their masks off while, they're yell- while they yell at us kids and that we need to pull ours up. I asked my mom if there's a word for this, and she said there is. Hypocrisy. Wearing a mask all day makes me feel...
feel really tired and gives me really bad headaches. Sometimes I'm in school and I need to lay low in the dark until they're gone. My mask also sticks to my face when it's really hot and it makes it hard to breathe. I feel like I can't catch my breath and that makes me feel claustrophobic and anxious. It's really stressful. I finished taking all of my FSAs and I had a hard time focusing with a mask on. A few weeks ago, I ran into my teacher outside of school. She didn't even recognize me because she's never seen my face before. Well, I knew it was her because she sits at her desk a lot without a mask on. I know my teacher has asthma and everything, but I understand why it's hard for her to wear a mask. And I think she should have that choice. But I should too. I have allergies and I feel really anxious with my face covered. But I'm not allowed a mask break like her. It seems unfair. All this seems unfair and it doesn't make sense. I miss seeing people's face. I miss the way things used to be. I'm scared they'll never go back to normal. Breathing freely doesn't seem like something we should have to ask any other people for permission for. Please make masks optional today. It would be so awesome to end the school year on a really happy note like that. Thank you for your time. Thank you, John. How about that kid? That kid? Isn't that right there is inspiration, folks. That right there, I would take over any uh, local politician here in San Diego. The kid has, he's got the smarts. He's like, why the fuck is my teacher not wearing a mask? And I have to. And, uh, you know, I think he's spot on. He's got great points. And uh, damn, I I love that kid. Very, very well spoken. And uh, another round of applause for him. Is there any point that anybody could uh, see, say that uh, the kid might be wrong on? I mean, I, there's nothing I could dispute that he had to say. No, I believe that kid spoke Eric, some truth. No, I'm not yeah. against masks, but like you said, and like he said, if they've got to wear them, the teacher should damn well have to wear them, you know? Yeah. No, I agree with you. And uh, it's, it's amazing. It really is uh, how, you know, I wonder, you know, I wonder what this kid's same thoughts are on critical race theory. But we'll get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clear it with his parents. Okay. Let's, let's get that done. Erica, go ahead, Eric. Well, you know, um, but, you know, with, you know, when it comes to the elections, like, um, I, I remember being in like the, the, the weekly Zoom meetings um, with, with the gentleman who will be joining us on Monday. Um, we, we've even had this discussion that, um, you know, like, with ne- next year's midterm elections, which would you prefer? Would you prefer, um, you know, Republicans take back the House and Senate and us continue to have idiots for school board members, you know, pushing the critical race theory and common core and, and continue to dumb our kids down? Or or would you much rather just suffer with like a Democrats keep keeping House and Senate in the presidency, but we could start at the local level by reforming the school boards and, you know, get, getting those idiots out of office and and putting in school board members who who actually truly give a damn about our kids. Yeah, you're 100 percent right, and uh, I'm all about that as well. I do want to welcome uh, Mr. Adventure. Fant- Adventure is fantastic uh, to the show. Do you have uh, comments to uh, make uh, based on what we uh, just uh, played? Um, first of all, that was hilarious because he's hey, so serious sounding. Hey, how are you doing? Doing good. I recognized your voice, by the how way. Well, I recognized you too. 
<laughs> You're very recognizable. Thanks. So uh, you, you, you don't have any uh, disagreements with what this kid had to say? I have, um, you know, I'm kind of a strange person. I'm very odd. So I can't really say really whether I agree or not, but I do sympathize with the kid. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, um, I'm sympathetic to what his needs are, uh, what his wants are. And if these are types of children that we want to basically succeed in life, uh, I think they need to have their freedoms. Uh, they need to have the, to be able to make their, I mean, if a kid, let's put it this way. If a kid at the age of 12 years old can de- to, can make it that determination on his own without his parents' permission to have gender reassignment surgery, I think that same fucking kid could decide whether or not he needs, he or she needs a mask. Yeah. Just saying. (laughs) Mr. Clean, Clean, I know you uh, had something to say on uh, the topic. What's on your mind? Well, I, I feel if we stand up for what's right and we fight for what's right, eventually we're going to get what we want. We're not going to get pushed around. Yeah, and you know it, it's going to take everybody to stand up against against the forces. That's uh, basically what it's going to take. Uh, you, we we need a lot, a hell of a lot more kids like this. We need parents that are starting to stand up to their school boards about uh, critical race theory, and uh, they're starting to stand up about mass. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of w- way out there. Uh, you know, we've already talked about mass, whether they're effective or not effective. Uh, we also have the controversy of, over whether the vaccination is even effective at this point, because you have hospitals in the United Kingdom that are reporting that 60% of the patients coming into the hospital with COVID-19, 60% of those have been vaccinated. So, I mean... Well, that, ought to, that ought to tell you right there that it don't work. Well, you know, but the thing is, is they're going to say, oh, well, it helps. Okay, it helps, but I, you and I and everybody in America has that choice whether they want something that potentially could help and also could potentially harm them. So, anywho, uh, I'm going to uh, go ahead. What's that? Go ahead, Robert. Help how? Shorten your lifespan by a 20, 30 years or more? Well, that's, uh, you know, that's, I, I'm not a doctor. I, uh, I just report, uh, things that, uh, come across the wires and stuff like that. And, you know, just like I said, I always, I always want to make sure. And I, I'm not sitting here telling you whether you should or not, you should or should not get the vaccination or the shot. What I strongly encourage everybody is to speak with your medical professionals. Make the determination what you feel is best for you and your family. But don't, just because you're getting pressure from the government, you're getting pressure from the local TV media folks, and hell, you're starting to be harassed by people knocking on your door soon and making phone calls to you. Don't let that pressure be the determining factor of why you rush out to get a vaccination shot. So that's, that's that's what my biggest message is. Um, real Patriots voice says cocaine humps with my back pain. I, I think <laughs> I think he means it helps with his back pain. <laughs> well, uh, maybe that's why Hunter uh, Biden hasn't been uh, hospitalized. Well, 
I saw an interesting comment over in the D live chat um, from Mustafad Mister Zero Twenty Two, and he sa- says, "I hate the country I live in, and I want to get out of here." Um, and and I asked, you know, this this person over there, like, "Where are you watching us from?" If, if he's still watching us. Oh yeah, um, Mustafa. It looks like Mustafa something. Yeah, hey, if you if you uh, hate the country you live in, get the hell out of there. I mean, it kind of uh, fits in with where I'm going next. And uh, let me see where that is. I'm going to actually skip. And uh, it has to do with uh, U.S. soccer player Megan Rapino. <laughs> I'm sure everyone. <laughs> I'm sure everyone rapping, remembers. Rapping the hoe. Rapping the hoe. Rapping. Rapping. Well, she likes to kneel, so she could be a rabbit in the hole soon. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, she's getting not only, uh, you know, the U.S. soccer players to uh, take a knee in Japan, but apparently uh, there's other teams from other nations starting to follow suit, as you see here in that photo. And uh, it's just a disgrace to me. Uh, I think it should be a disgrace to all Americans. And uh, basically, uh, the Fox Sports headline is U.S. Soccer's, U.S. women's soccer team, others squads kneel in protest before the Olympic matches. The U.S. soccer team was among the squads on Wednesday to kneel before their matches in the protests of racism, discrimination, and inequality as the Olympics officially got underway. The U.S. and Sweden teams took a knee before their match. An official blew a whistle, and all the players dropped to one knee. Now imagine that. I wonder, Pert and uh, Eric, you think if cops mm-hmm. started to blow a whistle, maybe the criminals would take a knee? Maybe. <laughs> I don't, I, mean, I don't know, but but Freeze, I think you have a great play the national point anthem. There. That'll do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to figure something out. Anyway, uh-huh. um, the U.S. and Sweden teams took a knee before their match. An official blew a whistle and they dropped to their knees. Um, it's an opportunity for us to continue to use our voices and use our platforms to talk about the things that affect all of us intimately in different ways. Megan Rapino says after their three to nothing loss in to Sweden. Maybe if they didn't focus on uh, kneeling down, maybe they'd win a game. Anyways, <laughs> well, we have people from the Team USA from all over the country, from all backgrounds, and people literally from all over the world for every other team. So I obviously encourage everyone to use that platform to the best of their ability to do the most good that they possibly can in the world, especially as all eyes are on Tokyo these next couple of weeks. Well, I got news for her, honey. Uh, I don't think many people are going to be paying attention to the Olympics. Uh, number one, for the disgrace that's on display by some of the United States athletes who, last I checked, are being supported and funded to be over there in the first place. Um, you know, you don't like the country. Uh, why don't you go to Cuba and there's plenty of people on the streets, you know, waving American flags because they would love to be here. And so, you know, and Rapino, and after you finished losing your soccer matches, and probably don't win a uh, medal for the, our country. Uh, why don't you take a direct flight to Cuba and send one of the Cubans that would love to have a taste of freedom over here? I think that would be very appropriate. I mean, she's all about supporting people and ha- allowing people to have freedom, right? You didn't like my suggestion of any athlete that takes a knee over there, just leave them? <sighs> God, I don't know. I, I would rather put them Tough over. love. I, wouldn't you rather them be in Cuba than in, in Japan, though? I think it'd be more I know, because, hey, either way, they're out of here. 
And they're already there. I don't want to pay for them to go to Cuba. They're already in Japan. Just leave them. Well, you know, Rapino, I, 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 from what I understand, you know. Oh, well, hi hello. there. Hi. Hello, Moto. No, hello. Sorry Moto. about that. <laughs> Now, from what I heard, uh, and I could be wrong, she might not be representing this brand anymore. And the brand is very, very, um, I don't know. I, I probably should be careful so I don't get sued by them. But anyways, uh, Subway Sandwiches has a very poor history of selecting who represents <laughs> the brand. <laughs> yeah, they're not the best judge of characters. They, they're not. I mean, Subway, you're talking about a, a company who... Uh, Used to have uh, Jared's, I don't know, Jared something. Uh, I forget his last name. But we all know doesn't what he doesn't even have tuna in their tuna salad. Doesn't even have tuna in their tuna salad. And doesn't no, even have, a chef on it. And now has an un American person that resides here in America representing their brand. So uh, I advocate uh, boycotting sa Subway sandwiches until uh, they release her from contract. So. Stay away. Go to Submarine Sandwiches or, I don't know, Jersey Mike's. I heard they have some really good food there. But uh, I heard that, too. I heard that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Yeah, goodness. you can mute me if that gets too annoying. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I, don't I, want to turn my volume down because it's like part of my cell phone, and that's the only thing that I have up right now. Gotcha. Well, I'm actually good. I was going to go ahead and clear the lines for uh, for the next uh, couple of stories. And then if you have something else you'd like to talk about, call back in. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Thanks for calling in. Though. And I think I think so. I think uh, Scotty's going to beam her up soon or something. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> maybe maybe Jeff Bezos has got a plan for her. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, I did promise you one more video. Uh, basically, uh, a positive story, I guess. Uh, as you know, I like to bring some positiveness to uh, the show. And uh, Pert, this is your uh, happy story of the day. I think uh, you sent this over to us. And uh, I don't know. It uh, has to do with uh, basically people having each other's backs, and uh, we need a lot more of that in our society. And uh, this video kind of proves how it happens in the wild. So enjoy this. I don't think there's any sound to it, but oh, there is. I don't know what kind of animal this is uh, for those uh, that are not over on D Live. But uh, Bert, do you know what type of animal this is? Yeah, they're chasing a, a warthog. warthog. Yes. Wow. Is that what the small little thing was? Yes. Yeah, it just now started on D Live for us. Yeah, so it's I don't know this. Uh, it looks like a cheetah is going after a warthog, and he actually catches up with it and puts it in his mouth. And watch this. And then <laughs> he sees something like coming at him, and he fucking is that a rhinoceros or a rhino or what no, the hell is that's that? That's an adult. That's an adult warthog. Oh, that's daddy. They're coming mean little me. boogers. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, they got some sharp like um tusks there on like on their face. I had no idea a cheetah would be scared shitless of a warthog. A, a mad warthog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I need to educate myself and watch more Discovery. Uh, is Discovery TV still a thing? Yeah, it's still out or, there. Or National Geographic. Maybe that's the, the better one of the, the, the ones to watch. I don't know. But anyways, that was... Uh, I appreciate that. That was pretty, uh, pretty amazing, actually. Um, I think I have a couple other ones. Now... 
What would you say? Well, I think you actually gave me this story, Kurt, and I could not believe what I read. But for those of you that uh, don't know about this, would you say I was quite would be quite insane that I were to tell you that a father or a parent doesn't even be, need to be the father, yep. were to call his child a him or her and be basically be jailed, put in prison? Would you think I'd be crazy? If I told you that, that someone got thrown in jail because they called their child a, a her or a him. Well, that's uh, exactly what happened. And uh, in the fantastic province, or actually the country of Canada, a father is jailed for referring to his transgender son by female pronouns. You heard that right. A well, let's get to the article. A Canadian man has been jailed for violating a court order that prevented him from speaking publicly about his son's transition. The man was found in contempt of court on March 16, 2020, after publicly using she and her pronouns while talking about his teen son and referring to him as his daughter. The teen was assigned a uh, was assigned. I love how they say assigned. Is assigned really the the correct terminology we should be using? Like it was freaking homework. Right. I mean, the child was born as a female. That's what the article should say. So the the teen was born as a female at birth, but is reportedly identified as male since she, I don't know, (laughs) I get confused when I talk about this. And you're not going to get thrown in jail for saying she, he, we, they, so don't worry about that. (laughs) but reportedly identified as male at the, uh, since they were 11 years old and changed their name at 12. <laughs> How about that? There you go. Um, the question is, why was the father jailed for misgendering his trans son? The father, uh, his name, Robert Hoogland, who has publicly been uh, protesting his son's transition, was reportedly in, a, in breach of a court order that prevented him from undermining his son's choice to transition ruling that this could be seen as a form of, quote-unquote, family violence. So the guy's in jail for family violence. Think about that. Blows your mind, doesn't it? What violent activity has he committed? What? what, Because he, I mean, my God, are are they going to throw a a parent in prison because they put him on fucking timeout? Is Is that violent activity, too? Sounds like they might be able to in Canada. What the hell is going on in Canada, folks? Where are our friends in Canada? How are you guys putting up with this? Anyways, the uh, it goes on to say the gag order came after the father took legal action against the child's mother in 2018, arguing he should have a say in whether or not his son has access to gender-affirming treatments. The court ruled in favor of the son, now 16, declaring that he is mature enough to make his own decision regarding his transition. Okay. So the courts in Canada feel that, hey, he's, he's of age. He's 16 years old. He can make his own damn de- determinations of what he wants to do with his life, right? So at what point, if this is okay with the government in Canada, 
So I would assume that if a parent wants to kick their child out at the age of 16, that's cool, right? Because the child's old enough to decide what he needs, he or she needs to do in life. Uh, yeah, I wonder the child- what the uh, age of adulthood is in Canada. Is it 16 or is it 18 like it is here? I, I don't, I don't know. We, we need to find out. But, uh, uh, you know, at the same time, I mean, you might as well uh, allow the kid to start drinking to do uh, smoke cigarettes or do whatever else it is that he wants to do. I mean, if you can allow them to make a decision of changing their genital parts, I mean, in effect, that's what they're doing. Um, how is the, how is the parents, how do the parents have no say when they're the ones that are supporting, feeding, uh, schooling this child? I, I don't get that. I mean, that would be just like saying a kid coming to mom and dad saying, um, I, I want to start driving the car. I don't need a license. Okay, well, you're right, son. Go ahead. It, 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 it's astonishing to me. And then the biggest part of it is how a, a judge says this is family violence because uh, just because, I mean, the, the father's telling the truth. I mean, just because you change the parts doesn't mean you change who the person is. I know that's a very big, hot, debatable topic. But if you're born a female, uh, I don't know. I, I struggle with, and, uh, you know, uh, one, one point or, or another, I had uh, an employee, right? And this was hard for me because I, I you know, I don't mean to offend anybody and I've it's not even just an employee that I've had in the past even in general conversations right I I might be going into a restaurant and somebody could be serving me and you know they look like they might be a female so uh, you know I'm trying to be polite and say you know yeah uh, ma'am can I get this and and you know I get that look I'm like oh <laughs> but I mean does that mean that's violent I mean Fuck me for not being able to tell what the hell you are. Maybe you should just call them a servant. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they won't be as offended. Who knows? Oh, that's, that's a touchy situation there, my friend. Especially, after you get your food. After you yeah. get your food. <laughs> especially. No, I'm not going to go especially if. But you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Anyways, the, uh, like I said, the court ruled in the favor of the son who's 16. In an effort to prevent any further mental anguish for the teen, the court barred Hoogland from speaking to the media about the case. So he can't even talk to nobody about this. Um, the the uh, court stated that, quote, CD shall be restrained from attempting to persuade AB to abandon treatment for gender dysphoria, addressing AB by his birth name. So he can't uh, call his daughter uh, what she used to be called. Uh, and that's by court order. I mean, uh, number three, referring to AB as a girl or with female pronouns, whether to AB directly or to third parties. Uh, following the order, the father continued to take the story to the media, publicly referred to his son with female pronouns and objecting to his transition. Hoogland was therefore convicted, got convicted of family violence on the basis that he had declined to use his child's preferred masculine pronouns. What is going on in our society? It's, this is a very sad, very sad, sad time in society. And it's amazing how we put up with it. Mike says, 
Uh, EP, absolutely shit, bullshit is what they're supposed to be called. I don't know. I mean, I guess he can't even call, uh, you know, his, his daughter a daughter anymore, I guess, or else the court's going to have issue with it. Um, I think well, at the end of the day, whether or not someone is changing parts to themselves or whatnot at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter if the father wants to call their child what they were biologically were. Isn't the most important fact that they continue to provide love to that child? And, and I think here's also another way you, you could look at it too. Like, let, let's say you and Big Sexy, you know, had a close friend or a family member that decided, you know, that they were, they were born born a, a male and they wanted to transition into a female i know that the thing is is you would miss that male fam- family member the way that they are now if they were to transition into a woman tomorrow much like if you had a family member or a friend with with autism and you had the magic pill that could make their autism go away to where they could be a normal person you would miss that person the way they are now well well i i, I actually i could give you an example of this True, 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 uh, true story as well. I have a goddaughter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, her mother has a sister that uh, her and, and her husband had a child. And I believe the child was uh, born a uh, born uh, female. And, you know, as expressing all these things, uh, same kind of thing wants to be a, a boy, this and that and the other. And, you know, the parents were supportive of it and they followed through with it. Uh, I, I, like I said, I don't, uh, understand it. I don't agree with it, but Hey, that's not my child. But at the end of the day, for me, I don't agree with it. I wouldn't put up with it, but I still will have respect for the kid. Now, if, you know, well, it's going to vary from family to family, anyways. But but I think that if I say I were not like that, if I were to say, "Oh well, that's still a female," uh, I, that's not that has nothing to do with being violent. That's not family violence. That's that's maybe that might be disrespectful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it would be totally legitimately okay in my opinion. But uh, to be put in someone in prison. Mm. Yeah, go ahead and uh, call in if you'd like, uh, adventurous fanatic. Uh, yeah, Furry <laughs> says he'd like to make a transition to a rich man growing up with the government. Uh, growing up, and the government didn't help him. I'm sorry, Pert. <laughs> I did help everybody else wanted. Welcome back to the show. What do you have to say on this one? Hi again. Thank you for um, answering my call. You're welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. So, um, does this man belong in prison? Um, I think anybody that does not have, I mean, if I'm hearing this correctly, I think if anybody does not have the, you know, right use of their mind or, you know, all the right screws, so to speak, in their head to be a normal family then yeah they need to go somewhere where they can be contained so i'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to decipher your answer so so i mean 
I'm not saying I'm not saying that the 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 father is being disrespectful towards his kid. Right. What I am questioning is whether this is quote unquote family violence because that's what he's in prison for. Okay. So based on that, I mean, really? I mean, yeah, it's disrespectful, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's violence. Should he be put in jail because he he uh, dislikes the fact that his daughter's changed sex to a male and feels that he has a right uh, in that decision? Do you? Well, let me start here. Do you feel that the father in this case with an underage <laughs> child has a right to be included in the decision of the gender, future gender of their child. And let me be more detailed about my answer. <laughs> I actually wasn't taking sides. I was just stating my personal opinion about stuff. So whoever, I mean, whoever it is, whoever's making the bad choice, that's the person that needs to, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Eric, help but anyways, me. I, I probably agree with you. Okay. Sounds good. You don't have to. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't pressure anybody uh, into thinking the same way I do. I don't know. I think uh, our, our society is just going nuts. So these days and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Some I got, people well, are, yeah. That's I very do, true. Yeah. The whole, I mean, I don't even think we should even be talking about it. Uh, I mean, if uh, I don't know, <laughs> a guy shouldn't be put in prison. If if someone wants to change their gender, by all means, go ahead. Just don't do it on my dime and uh, move on with your life. But uh, last story of the night, and uh, this is uh, I think I I think Ralph forwarded this to me, and uh, basically mm -hmm. it's called. Has anyone heard of the Pegasus Project? I haven't heard, heard of it. No, it kind of sounds familiar, but I'm not sure about I don't the think whole I have. details of the story. Well, uh, let me enlighten <laughs> even do shun down the chat. Is this. All right, so we're going to uh, learn a little bit uh, about the Pegasus Project. Uh, revealed leak uncovers global abuse of cyber surveillance weapon, and this is a bit of a, a lengthy uh, report, and this is from theguardian.com. Spyware sold to authoritarian regimes used to target activists, politicians, and journalists, the data suggests. Human rights activists, journalists, and lawyers across the world have been targeted by authoritarian governments using hacking software sold by the Israeli surveillance company NSO Group, according to an investigation into a massive data leak. The investigation by The Guardian and 16 other media organizations suggests widespread and continuing abuse of NSO's hacking spyware. Pegasus, which the company insists is only intended for use against criminals and terrorists. Pegasus is a malware that infects iPhones and Android devices to enable operators of the tool to extract messages, photos, emails, record calls, and secretly activate microphones. The leak contains oh, yeah. more than, than 50,000 phone numbers that is believed have been identified as those of people of interest by clients of NSO since 2016. Forbidden Stories, a Paris-based nonprofit media organization, and Amnesty International initially had access to the leaked list and shared access with media partners as part of the Pegasus Project, a reporting consortium. The presence of a phone number in the data does not reveal whether a device was infected with Pegasus or subject to an attempted attack. However, the consortium believes that the data is indicative 
of the potential targets NSO's government's client, uh, government clients identified in advance of possible attempts. And if you're interested uh, in more of this, I'll make sure to drop the entire link in uh, the show description when we publish the show tonight. But uh, NSO Group says that it sells spyware only to vetted government bodies. And uh, it says 51% of the time it's sold to intelligence agencies, 38% of the time law enforcement agencies, and 11% to the military. And uh, basically, it's people that uh, get hacked. They they have no knowledge of it. They don't even need. You know how a lot of uh, a lot of the times the media will have a story about, hey, if you get this weird uh, text message, make sure you don't click on the link, because yeah. you could get spyware or someone could hack into your phone. Well, according to this report, uh, the Pegasus Project, uh, you don't even need to click on anything. It like automatically hacks your phone and you have no knowledge of it. And the reason I bring it up is, you know, it, it, you know, when they're saying that they're attacking politicians and journalists, um, the United States was not named as one of the countries in this report, thankfully. Not to say that they could be. Uh, it just is, is not included in this report. But for the simple fact that we have knowledge that without any prior knowledge, any of us could be under surveillance for anything. And I think that's a major violation. And uh, has anybody heard of anything about uh, the Freedom Phone? I haven't really researched into uh, the Freedom Phone. I haven't heard of it. But apparently it's a uh, a brand new phone. And, uh, you know, supposedly nobody can hack into it or anything like that. But I don't know. It was uh, very uh, crazy how... I came across that, and uh, I, I want to thank uh, Ralph Williams for sharing it. It's a really great article. It's just really long, but uh, the main the main part of it is that you know these people are hacking into government, politicians, news agencies, reporters, and you know it's one of those things. If uh, you don't, the scary part is is if you don't go with the agenda or follow the narrative, bad things could happen. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. It that's what I'm worried about. That is about. such I'm, a scary thought. Yeah. Man. Anywho. Um, it's like, it's like it, ma- it makes you think, like, man, there, if, as if there's not enough hacks out there. You know what I mean? Oh, there's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, depends on your ter- uh, definition of hacks. But yes, there are definitely a lot of hacks in society. <sighs> but yeah, no, you're, you're 100% yeah. right. We have enough crap that we have to deal with on a, on a daily basis. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, crazy. I do- well, I saw Duchon's comment that he'll make his own phone, and and I guess if you're ready to tell him happy damn birthday, I actually I actually was I was bringing up uh, the uh, the happy birthday song. I haven't determined which one to uh, to use. Um, I don't know. We'll 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 I, we'll use uh, this fun one. I guess I don't know. Get a new set of tires. Oh my god, we don't quick. we don't get a new uh, set of commercials. Yeah, you don't get a new set of tires for your birthday, by the way. Just 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 saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no Firestone, uh, no Firestone uh, tires for you, my friend. But uh, here here you go. This is for your birthday. Hey, 
And if and if you're on the uh, D Live, you get a better, much better experience of uh, celebrating your birthday. By the way. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. There you go. So happy damn birthday there, dude, Sean. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying your uh, your birthday. How how old are you? Are you like, have you hit your midlife crisis like I have? Because once you do, it's all over, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> you might as well just get COVID and die. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, 42. Yeah, you're uh, you're about a year behind me, about a year and a half. But uh, congratulations for making it this far. And yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully you have well, another forty-two in you. Well, um, I, I have my thirty-seventh birthday in October, and then I know you and Mike Tampa Bay slightly will have y'all's in December. That we will, and uh, I think Perwy going to be celebrating his thirtieth anniversary of his thirtieth birthday coming up. <laughs> yeah, um, and then we we know ne- we know next week, L- Lady Mia's got a milestone birthday. If if she wants to to own it, I'll leave that up to her, or unless. Wait, we want to ask her, are you 22 again? Yeah, she, it's, uh, she's going to be 22 uh, all over again. And uh, have, we, have we pinpointed where we're having your birthday at, Lady Me? Um, I, 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 you're very good at getting back uh, to us. And it looks like, uh, it looks like, it looks like uh, Big Sexy has something for us. Oh, what's that? And, and you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. You are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. Have and if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. But Let you me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not game. Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. You are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. You know what he should have said? He should have, he should have, that was uh, Dr. Fauci and Rand Paul going at it yesterday. And uh, just to give you a, he he came across that. So I wanted to share that. And uh, the other thing I came up uh, the other day about, you know, how, uh, you know, Joe Biden uh, made the comment last week, how Facebook is killing people. Uh, and then, you know, earlier this week, he kind of pulled a, a hacky sack move and uh, circled around back to it saying, oh, I, I didn't mean to say that Facebook is not killing people. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, if Americans across the country want to know who's killing people. Anybody, uh, you know, take a look at uh, Planned Parenthood. I think they kill people. But just say it. Uh, Fauci, fucker, you, all, you can, you, all you can ignore. I like that one. For, oh, my goodness. Uh, did Lady B even ever text us back about where we're going to celebrate? We, sh- we should just get on a plane and uh, go. We got to go somewhere where there's no mess. I just want to let you guys know that I still have not forgotten about the um, podcast event. Podcast event? What podcast event are are you talking about? The one that's supposedly like in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, we've been wanting to do that, and with uh, COVID and all that, it's kind of uh, oh, 
that's been difficult to plan. But uh, oh, yeah. definitely, we definitely want to do that. That would be very fun. I know. I'm so excited about it. Yes. And uh, Perwe said he's sponsoring the entire thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. I'm putting uh, it on slightly scarred. He's such a great guy. <laughs> I don't even, I think he must have taken a nap. I don't know. No, you didn't hear me? And, no, I didn't. I, I said I'm putting it. it on your charge card. I'll sponsor it. Oh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it, I'm sure, uh, you know, you could look that up. Uh, I, I do have I, an idea of how, how to uh, sponsor that, though, or how to cover the cost. Oh, do you? you? Yes. You take Big Sexy out one night. Lady Me comes over, gets all the Lay Crusades, and we sell them on eBay. Oh, my God. God, I hope he's not listening. He'll <laughs> <laughs> have a heart attack. <laughs> well, well, you know, as lucky as Lady Me is in gambling, I mean, she could probably cover the entire expense with how she plays uh, this one game called uh, Ultimate Texas Hold'em. I mean, she kicks some serious butt. Um, I sent cool. an email to uh, to me and Per a short while ago on talking points for Monday's show. Okay, very yeah, cool. Yeah, well, like that, that you and Per can also read over. Um, but I'm all, we're always looking to gather more. Sounds good. Um, what else do we have? I, I've, I'm out of storage. Uh, do anybody else have anything uh, that they would like to talk about? Uh, if anybody, any of our listeners would like to call in, bring up something you'd like my opinion on, um, you're more than welcome to do that. I'm an open book. We can do a open story time uh, for the last 12 minutes of the show or so. Cool. Talking point. Mike puts foot. Oh, Mike. Yeah. I'll talk to you about that later. I have no headphones. I don't have headphones either. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have, I don't have pants on, but I, I have headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I do I'll have the first reply. Yes. Oh, the pants. <laughs> Uh, Mike says, I don't have a president in the White House. I have one in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's okay, Mike. We'll all get through this together. I want to know what uh, dude, dude Sean, if dude Sean, if you're able to call in, uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to see what you've done for your birthday. Oh, Newsweek just did a story about like a rare photo of two galaxies collided snapped by repair to Hubble telescope, but I'm going to go ahead and post the link in the Podbean chat for you if you want to Look, I mean, that's a really big science story right there oh, that, that I saw on my Google News feed. I wonder, I wonder if it, uh, Jeff Bezos had anything to do with this. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I guess you can never tell about him because yeah. it, this is like, like I think it's like a galaxy's colliding. Um, but, but I know it's forecasted that the Milky Way and the Andromeda galaxy could, could be on a course for a collision sometime in the next 100 to 200 million years, but I know we won't be here for that. Thank God we won't. <laughs> I feel bad for the people that will be. Um, I don't have video on this only because it's the wrong computer to uh, get uh, capture video on, but uh, according to Newsweek, scientists have used the Hubble Space Telescope to spot a pair of colliding galaxies just days after the iconic observatory was repaired. Scientists managed to bring Hubble out of safe mode last week after it experienced a sudden problem with one of its onboard computers on June 13th. Uh, computers meant that a number, of, a number of Hubble's science instruments shut off automatically, putting the telescope into an inactive state while engineers worked to find out what happened. And NASA's released two clear black-and-white images the telescope has taken since then of what is called 
two, quote, peculiar galaxy structures that are mind-boggling far away from the Earth. And, uh, oh, those are pretty cool. Um, 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 did they say, like, how many millions of light years away that, that it is? Uh, they're saying that uh, one of them is named Arp Midori and consists of two galaxies that are colliding with another nearly 300 million light years away. I am. That's a long, 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 far distance. Oh, yeah. It kind of brings me up, though. Uh, brings up a thing in my mind. It's like, why? think of the hundreds of, hell, probably more than hundreds of millions, but billions of dollars that we've spent on space exploration and all that. We, and we're supposed to be um, putting like a, a, a newer like a telescope in, in orbit, and, and it's going to be like positioned somewhere between Earth and, and Mars. But it'll be like usually when we come into the full moon phase, it will it, it'll usually stay like right behind between like the moon and like Mars's orbit because they have to position a way where, you know, certain parts of it can't get direct sunlight. I, I can't think of the I think It's like the web web telescope because like the Hubble telescope is well over 30 years old. And I mean, and there and there's even been talk about are are they just going to let it burn up in the Earth's atmosphere and crash in the South Pacific? Or, or is there some way they can bring it back to Earth and put it in a museum? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, that's going to be open to just Podbean members? Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Duchon. Oh, Welcome man. to the show, Scott. Happy damn birthday. Bezos. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's, it's good. Taking, to be- thanks for taking a risk and having me on your show. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, buddy. Have you uh, enjoyed your birthday this afternoon or this evening? I, I- I really have. I have. I did have. You, I did. What? What? Uh, what do you prefer as far as like desserts for de- uh, for birthdays? Uh, the ice cream, the the uh, the cake. What? What is your? Oh shit! Um, <laughs> man, I haven't been to a grocery store, but no, but if I could, if I would, um, I'd probably just straight up throw peanut butter into an ice cream and do do authentic me. Just open up a gallon of ice cream and start chucking like candy in there. Peanut butter, uh, whatever birthday cake that's going in there, uh, or or if there's a pumpkin pie on the scene, um, on behalf on behalf of the potheads, oops, I'd like to represent this next dessert, uh, pumpkin pie. You're gonna use that. At, you're gonna use an entire pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie as the plate. Then you're gonna take uh, cinnamon toast crunch and probably uh, chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Definitely not rainbow ice cream, Eric. Boom, you've been bumped out. And, <laughs> oh, uh, rainbow sherbet, you mean. <laughs> hey, hey Mike Tampa Bay gives me shit about that all the time. <laughs> sherbet, S-H-U-R-B-U-R-T. <laughs> what was that? What was that, Per? I was just spelling sherbet. S-H-U-R-B-U-R-T, I think, right, Mike? No. Sure what? it is. Sherbet, what? spell it out. Sound it yeah. out. Why, why? That's one question I've always had. Why is there no R before the T? Mm-hmm. It, it's French. If you yeah, it was named by Brett Favre. That's why. Because it's a fancy ice cream. Yeah, when I see the the spelling of sherbet, I feel like going to Las Vegas because that's always a sherbet. Tell you, yeah, for them, for the house, <laughs> right? Well, I saw Crazy Lady's comment. Uh, you know, it directed at dude Sean. Like, I smoked this dude for you. <laughs> wow, you didn't miss that. Thank you, Crazy Lady. Ross can eat a pumpkin pie by himself in one sitting. Oh, my God. 
I could oh, do that yeah. if you like an apple pie, not pumpkin pie, though. I could do I one can, of these. I can scarf down half a pizza, dude. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, I could do that. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, there was one year where I ate a different pumpkin pie, a different brand every day leading up. from It was like from Halloween to Thanksgiving itself. That's a good challenge, dude. I like that. A full pumpkin pie? It sounds amazing on paper, and I did it, but please don't. Please don't try that. <laughs> oh, my please God. Please don't go out there and try that shit. Talk about, <laughs> someone, yeah. talk about someone that would need a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a honeybee's got, like, the origin of sherbet in the, in the comments. Honeybee's oh, my. Honeybee says the origin of sherbet, uh, sorbet. Is it sor? It's not even sherbet. It's sorbet, right? Sherbert, uh, ask Mike, right, uh, Mike? Uh, <laughs> uh, sorbet? Unbelievable. Anyway, Sherbert, uh, the Arabic word uh, sar- sarba, which literally means a drink, is where the word Sherbert comes from. It came to English in the early 17th century through the Turkish sherbet, sorbet, I don't know, which is a form of the Persian sur- Sherbert, itself a derivation of this original Ar- Arabic word. Sorbet has the same Arabic root. All right. That, yeah. was, a, that was a mouthful. Clear, clear as mud. Yeah. Now, now I think I want some sherbet ice cream. But yeah, what is, what I, sherbet is what? what is, what's the difference between I mean, it, it's, I mean, I know it's like a fruit flavored, like frozen dessert. It's similar to ice cream and yogurt. Like that. It's in the frozen food section where you'd find like your ice cream. You know, they have it in like orange, raspberry, lime, and lemon flavors. I'm going to have to duck, 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 go this. That's interesting. Okay. Sorbet <laughs> is made from water and fruit puree or juice. It contains no yes. milk. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. And is the oldest is one of the oldest forms of frozen desserts. Uh, sherbet is not quite ice cream and not quite sorbet. It is made with fruit and water, but also has dairy, usually mm-hmm. milk or buttermilk. Interesting. Uh, oh, and, and, and Jess asked, how about gelato? Oh, that's good, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Best. Oh, man. A good sure. Italian gelato is hands oh, down. Briars has, um, has different flavors. Like, they have, like, a vanilla caramel flavor, and then I think they have, like, a strawberry shortcake flavor, too. You know, my, my, the latest place that, I've, uh, that uh, Big Sexy uh, has uh, allowed me to go to is called... Have, has anybody heard of the ice cream place called handles no but i thought you were gonna say the bingo hall <laughs> i don't I, I saw the instagram photos of the ice cream cones oh yeah handles is where it's at they have like over 50 different flavors um milkshakes well baskin robbins has 31 flavors but we have that here in georgia along with brewsters and dairy queen yeah but, and we right. also have like an ice cream joint called cold stone creamery we do you too. know, they say 31 flavors will give you two love handles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's your birthday, dude, Sean. So I'm going to name off five different flavors. You actually probably would like the pumpkin pie flavor. But here's a, 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 a I'm not going to name all of them. You can go to handlesicecream.com if you want to uh, forward slash flavors for all of them. I love handles. But what I like is Heavenly Hash which is chocolate ice cream with chocolate-covered peanuts, mm. chocolate chips, and marshmallow ripple. Oh. Mm. I'll Another, take two scoops. Oh, yeah, it's really good. 
The other one that I like, and you might like this one too, Sean, because it has peanut butter. It's called mm. Chocoholic Peanut Butter Ripple. Deep, dark chocolate ice cream with Reese's peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really, really good. <laughs> hey, I, I think Mike better be glad that, you know, Jeremy's not here because I think if Jeremy was here, he'd probably be like, has this turned into Martha Stewart living? Hey, it, ice cream is America's favorite dessert. I, I, I have to I say. Know. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a birthday cake, uh, cake batter ice cream with blue butter r- cream ripple. I think that's what wait, uh, wait. Sexy had. Wow. One more time. Cake batter <laughs> ice cream with a blue batter cream ripple and sprinkles. Good night. Sprinkles. You got to have those sprinkles. Mm. It's like a way of life or what? Are- oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, you have one of those every day of your. See, like that kind of thing. I could have that every day from Thanksgiving to Christmas, no problem. I've seen like the birthday cake ice cream in the in the stores, and I've even seen like the mermaid and unicorn flavors too. Yeah, watch the, it. The, the heavenly hash is my favorite. Um, unfortunately, the last time I went, they got rid of it for some reason, and instead they put eggnog. I'm like, what the hell did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell wants eggnog? I want fucking Rocky Road ice cream style. Unbelievable. So I forget what I had instead, but it was still good. Caramel I'm that guy. Nuts. Mm, popcorn flavored ice cream with caramel ripple and Spanish peanuts. Mm. Mm. I'm thinking I need to go get some damn ice cream. Anyways, uh, it's about that time. Um, it's, uh, we got an hour until uh, Handles closes, so we're going to get the hell on out of here. Well, we got our Thursday oh, show tomorrow. Yeah, we do. Tomorrow night, we'll be back at 930 uh, Eastern time, 6.30. Make sure you follow us over on DLive and all that. Um, if you haven't done so, DLive.tv forward slash lightly underscore serious. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Twitter, and uh, all the other wonderful places. Uh, any, by the way, before I go, Sean, happy damn birthday once again, and I appreciate you calling in, and uh, don't be a stranger, my friend. Thank you so much. I'll check you out on uh, D Live and all those other platforms. I've been on the fence uh, going over there, so now I will do that tonight. I can't I'll send you the link in your in, in, in Instagram Messenger. At one, awesome. point, at one point in my life, I was on the fence about things too, but you know, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> hey, big big sexy was on the fence about getting on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that he was. All right, uh, producer Eric. Any final thoughts before we head on out? Well, I know yet another good show. Look forward to doing it again tomorrow and, and Friday, and and we're we're definitely planning on Monday being be, being a good show. Of course, you know. Again, sign up for like D Live to see us over there, especially in the event that we are not on Facebook or Twitch. Um, but I think we're still on the fence about whether we're even going back to YouTube or not. But they'll they'll probably just kick us off again. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll keep going. But I know, and I know you're probably still working on editing up some of those like previous video shows, like the Anthony Carbonaro, the Michael Baca, and the um, Neil Crabtree episode, and then the fe- February 10th episode, which is optional. You know, putting those over on Rumble so they can see some of our interviews with some big names, and then we're we're still looking for some more names to, to explore interviewing. Now we are, and uh, we'll get those up as soon as we can. Hopefully, uh, I can get back to 100% one of these times. I, I caught us all up on uh, last episodes as far as the podcast, so the past week and a half or so has been published. If you've missed on out on that, uh, you're more than welcome to go download that. Of course, Let's- Thursday, Friday, and Tuesday were the trivia shows. 
That they were. Uh, and uh, you'll be astonished to know who won those. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Pert, any last words, my friend? Yeah, if you're a Californian, make sure you stock up your uh, liquor cabinet because you might have to have your COVID vaccination card to buy soon, huh? Yeah, that's for sure. If you're in, especially if you're in San Francisco, make sure you have your COVID nineteen vaccination so you can enter a bar near you, or just make sure you uh, have your uh, your home bar all stocked up. As I'm sure liquor prices will go up too. But anywho, I appreciate everybody joining us tonight, and uh, look forward to seeing you again tomorrow night. Until then, have a fantastic, fabulous rest of your evening, and God bless you, and God bless. United States of America. Good night, everybody. Love you all. See you later. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you. And I love your show. And go get some of Handel's ice cream. <laughs>